Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about making stories soar. Verena keeps more detailed information in her head on a daily basis than I can cram into my brain in a year, and she cites it with precision but without pretension. She's also smart enough to know that all those facts don't motivate people. Discussing her upcoming offsite, she told me about a new initiative she was going to roll out. I've got lots of business reasons why this is a good idea, she told me, but I need something more. She stopped and smiled at me. We both knew where she was headed. We had talked about this before. All right already, Tom, she said. I need a story, and you know I can't tell one. Verena knows stories touch people in a way that facts and figures never will. She longs to develop this crucial leadership skill, so I reiterated my storytelling advice. Stories come to life when you follow two rules. Rule number one, tell us details of what people did, said, and felt. I often explain this by saying, don't hover over the forest telling us about the landscape. Bring us down onto the forest floor so we can enter the landscape. Give us the leaves and the roots and the dirt. Details of what people did, said, and felt pull us into the story. Rule number two, connect all those details to other details. The details of what people did, said, and felt must connect to and influence other details of what people did, said, and felt. The details you tell us need to feel important. In other words, the details you include have to affect the outcome of the story. During our earlier work on stories, I had challenged Verena. Come on, I said to her, you have to have a story. Don't you tell your son the story of his birth? Well, I tell him about his birth, she laughed, but it's not really a story. I pressed her to tell it to me. She pretended she was talking to her son, and she said, When you were born, I was so excited. I couldn't wait to meet you. And when they brought you to me for the first time, I kissed you all over, and I told you I'd love you forever. So what do you think? Is that a story? Are there details of what people did, said, and felt? And if so, do those details connect to each other and affect the outcome? I told Verena she was right. It was not a story, at least not yet. But it was the kernel of a story. There were seeds of what people did. I kissed you all over. And there were details of what people said. I'll love you forever. And there were details of what people felt. I was so excited. So, why wasn't it a story? because she didn't really follow the two rules. Rule number one, tell us details. Well, she told us some details, but they're way too general. And rule number two, connect the details. Her details didn't connect at all. Now, of course, I had one other quibble with her story. It's supposed to be a birth story, but there's no birth. But structuring a story is an entirely different executive coaching tip. Stay tuned. For her offsite. Verena wanted to tell her team how she had decided to take them in this new direction. Now, here's how she first told it to me. 
I was in Hong Kong to deliver another quarterly review, and I realized I'd been doing essentially the same review for years and years. I just knew we had to do something new. On the flight back, I sketched out the whole new direction. By the time we got to L.A., the whole thing was done. Now, is that a story? Is she hovering above the forest, or is she down among the roots? Now, if she's down among the roots, do the details connect to one another and influence the outcome? To me, she's above the forest. Are there specifics? Some. Do they connect and influence the outcome? Yes. So why aren't I pulled into the story? Because she hasn't really achieved rule number one. She hasn't really given us details of what people said, did, and felt. The details she included are still too general. They're mentioned, and then they're gone. She's given us a glimpse of the ground, but she hasn't brought us down to root level yet. Now, here's how the opening minute of Verena's business story sounded after we had worked on it. When I flew to Hong Kong for their quarterly review, I was feeling off balance. I wasn't sure why. At first, I thought maybe I'd missed something in their numbers, so I went over them again, and they were fine. But my uneasy feeling wouldn't go away. And then, the morning of the meeting, I was looking out of the window of my hotel room, thinking about what I was going to say, and it hit me. I wasn't disturbed about the Hong Kong review. I was disturbed about me. I suddenly realized I was on autopilot. I'd been doing these reviews for so long, I wasn't getting any juice from them anymore. And I want my job to be juicy, and yours too. Okay, so now, is Verena following the two rules? Is she above the forest or down among the roots? Well, finally, she's down among the roots. Are there details of what people did, said, and felt? Yes. What had been one sentence, I was in Hong Kong to do another quarterly review and realized I'd been doing essentially the same review for years and years, is now two paragraphs. Do the details connect to each other? Yes. All those details in those two paragraphs are all connected to just one thing, her unease that led her to an aha moment. Now, be careful. Simply expanding details doesn't automatically make a story. But you can't get down onto the forest floor without expanding details. But if you don't connect them to each other and affect the outcome of the story, cut them. Here's one other caution. When we began developing her details, Verena asked, Does everything in the story have to be true? The answer is no. But everything in the story has to feel true. The details of what people did, said, and felt have to create a truth that feels authentic. Does that mean you can only tell what people actually, truly, really said, did, and felt? No. Did Verena really stand at the window of her hotel? Maybe. But either way, that detail helps us understand the bigger truth of the story. As she approached her offsite, Verena expected resistance. She knew the change she was proposing was big. But very little resistance ever surfaced. She felt her ability to tell a good story helped align people with her vision. In our coaching, she continued developing her storytelling skills because, she told me, much to my amusement, 
The day that she could tell a good story, she would know she'd achieved the look and sound of leadership. If improving your communication skills and managing how you're perceived in the workplace interests you, some other podcasts you might be interested in are Stories, The Ultimate Persuader, Becoming More Expressive, and Creating Charisma. Those podcasts can be found on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. From our homepage, click the navigation button marked Coaching Tips. That'll take you to an archive of all our podcasts where you can search by categories that interest you. From the archive, you can also download PDFs of every tip to save for yourself or forward to others. Our podcasts are also available through iTunes. Just search for The Look and Sound of Leadership. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.